This email, uh, the title is Sister's Abusive Partner. Oh, dear. Dear Megan and Michelle, uh, my name is Lauren, 23 Cancer. My older sister, 26 Gemini, has been dating a guy, 29 Sagittarius, for around a year. This is good because if anyone even related to the situation, horoscope. (laughs) It's like about three years ago. (laughs) But I love it because it's so specific that if anyone even connected to this remotely hears it, they'll know it's exactly about them. So just laying, just putting the breadcrumbs on the path. Um, (laughs) I moved to Australia after they had started dating and didn't get the chance to meet him until they'd been dating for a year. They both came out to visit me and we spent 10 days together traveling in Australia. I was shocked with what I saw. From how she described him, I expected a kind, maybe a little quirky guy who treated her well. After two days with him, I saw him progress from subtly dismissing her to full-on tearing her down. He made comments about my breast size compared to hers and criticized her body to my friends without either me or my sister present. He turned to me in the car when we were done and said, God, your sister doesn't think sometimes, does she? And he intentionally drove erratically after my sister reminded him to watch the road like he was trying to punish her for telling him what to do. These are a few things in the long list of disturbing and worrying interactions between them. On this trip, I held my tongue until I could get my sister alone. I tried to have an open conversation and not make her defensive. I simply asked, how do you feel? <laughs> Wait, oh, oh, hold on, <laughs> hold on. I don't think, how are you gonna control someone from not getting defensive? <laughs> I, I, look, w- w- just a, just a one-on-one, one-on-one on speaking to someone who's an abusive relationship yeah continuing to be in a an abusive relationship when you approach them about said relationship Mm -hmm. all they're going to be is defensive yeah so it doesn't matter how you approach it yeah there's I mean there's a lot behind admitting that you're being abused or even recognizing or knowing it so Uh, They're going to protect that relationship real quick. Um, I I asked, how do you feel about how he talks to you? And she seemed to have a whole speech prepared saying he treats her fine. He's not rude or disrespectful. Well, well done. I like that question. That's a good question. (laughs) That is a good question. How do you you feel about it? To start it off. There you go. Uh, I never used any of those words. So I'm thinking she knows he mistreats her or someone has mentioned it to her before. She said I'm more sensitive than she is, which could be true, but that comes off as a scapegoat to me. I'm moving back home to the state soon and I'm conflicted. I had felt overwhelmed, panicked, and enraged after being around the two of them. I was so emotionally drained from empathizing with my sister and holding in my rage. I know you've watched your mother choose a toxic relationship for herself, Megan. I'm wondering if either of you have input on how I can maintain my close relationship with my sister and give her a safe space without enabling a toxic and abusive relationship. Also, how can I take care of myself emotionally in this situation and not allow my empathy to take over? You might have to back away from, from having a close relationship with your sister. Yeah. Uh, I, there, there's, there's, you can't be empathetic and concerned while holding space for for the person in closeness while holding space for them to kind of um, dump, emotionally dump or possibly talk about the relationship or if it's the opposite where they're not talking about, about it at all, your empathy and worry and concern is gonna have you asking questions and digging in. and um, either way, it's none of your business. Uh, yeah, I've it's had- 
I've, I've definitely had the experience of, of both. I've had both sides of the experience of being told a lot about something in a relationship that you can't change. Mm -hmm. um, that's upsetting to hear that you want to help. But again, the person in the relationship is not making that choice. Um, and also when that faucet sort of gets shut off and there's that curiosity about what's happening, like you said, that, that sort of desire to like pick and find out and open it up so that you can, whatever it is, save them, help them, mm -hmm. talk about it, process, whatever it is. Um, and neither of those situations are great. Um, the only thing that, the only thing you can do um, for your sister is to just love and support her support her by being honest and just saying I don't like the way that he talks to you I don't like the way he speaks to you um and I I'll, I will never like the way that he speaks to you and talk to talks to you and that's it that's all you can say yeah that's it that's all you can really say uh, everything else is it's 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 not it's not your business yeah I mean I think I think you you can't really control if you have a close relationship and give her a safe space because those might no. not be mutually exclusive. And, and so. why do you feel like you need to give her safe space? She, she doesn't feel unsafe. She doesn't feel unsafe. Mm. She's already said that. Whether it's denial or whatever, it doesn't matter. I, um, I, I don't know, especially if you're experiencing it so emotionally too with the state that you're in, that mm -hmm. you can give her a safe space where no, she could can, just yeah. be her and talk about this in the way that she talks about it without it really fucking with you right. or, or, right. or um, further ruining your relationship or your ability to reconnect whenever that happens. Right, right. With my mom, who I actually just talked to today, um, mm -hmm. And it was really fascinating because, you know, I'm moving back to the Midwest for a bit. Hey. And uh, when you, I'm coming too, because <laughs> I'm going to be hitting that pot bellies, girl. <laughs> oh my God. We're just going to, listen, that first snowfall is going to hit. And I know Michelle is showing up. I'm going to get like a, like a, a, like a nice, like sleeper sofa. And oh. we're just, we're going to sit and wait. eat pot bellies, looking out at the snow, watching <laughs> all of the trash Netflix <laughs> docs that we've been adding to the queue. Oh, God. Um, but I was talking to my mom today and, and uh, we sort of got into a conversation where I was saying, you know, the thing about me coming home and this isn't my, my necessarily my intention with it, but I was like, the reality is my dad and I are probably going to be around each other at some point yeah. um, after not speaking for six years because my brother is about to have a baby and get married. Oh, and shoot. Just about to be auntie. I know the family's growing and, uh, it, you know, and I, I've already had the experience of like being kept a secret when I'm in Michigan and be, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. So, I mean, that's not, for, not, not with your growth now. Like, no, no, no. no. And so what I said to her was, you know, I, I don't know that a conversation between my dad and I will ever happen, but I, I told her with being separated from him was really a blessing in understanding that I can exist fine in this world with whatever my family is. Mm -hmm. And that might not include the people that I thought were going to be part of my family. Exactly. And being here, be going back is going to be an opportunity for me to practice sort of what I've learned being on my own here. Um, in that it's the I don't think I ever would have been able to sit in my room before and be sort of apathetic to my father or to not be emotionally like, you know, wanting to fight, wanting to defend. And I told her, I was like, I think I could have a conversation with dad if it ever happens, but 
it won't be the conversation that he, he, there's a reason why he hasn't had a conversation with me yet. And it's because he won't be able to control this one. And it, for there ever to be a connection with us again, it would have to be him coming at it from a different way. So the door is, I told her the door is open mm -hmm. for him to show up however he shows up. Mm -hmm. But um, there is, yeah, I think that there is, um, I, I just, I do feel that my dad and I are gonna have a conversation at some point. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's, it's, it's gonna be interesting, but I, I think it's gonna go the way it needs to go. And it, it wouldn't have gone that way had I not had this time to just not be able to fix or save or do any of that and just have to like live in the reality of it, which is right. my parents are still together yeah. and my mom has her reasons for that. Yeah. And um, it, though there have been moments where it's been really hard and it can be hard to, to I guess, sort of ex accept, ultimately it's not my life. And no, it's, not, it's not, yeah. I'm an adult and I get to have as much access with my mom or my brother as I want. And those are the relationships I have to focus on, um, but I can't change them into right. who I think I would be in that situation or who right. I want them to be in that situation. Right, right. We're all reacting right. to it in the way that we are and we're all doing what we need to do for ourselves. And, and when it's all gone and the good Lord takes that man, well, yeah. I'm sure we will have a yeah. great conversation about what we all went through. Right, right. And I, um, think, I think it's important to understand that the relationships that you have with your family are all individual and on the in, in the purity <coughs> of it is that your family members also have relationships with other people so everybody it's like a it's just like a, a family tree of a bunch of relationships and you can't control who your sister is going to be friends with or who she's going to date you know what i'm saying you ha have no power over that no matter what you say to her no matter what you've observed. And sometimes it, trying to push even harder will drive that person further exactly. in. Exactly. So all you can do is just be supportive of their journey yeah. and hope that at, through your sister's journey of being with this person, she can grow stronger and better for herself, however it is. This is why I, have, I always say to you guys, uh, allow people to have their journey. You can't save people. Mm-hmm. You just can't. You just got to accept that just as you're on a journey, and I'm pretty sure there were times where you were making decisions decisions that she didn't agree with, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. It's just, it's your journey. It's you. So if you were in a relationship, and let's just say you love this person, and with your sister's own perspective, she came to you and said, I don't think this person is good for you. Would you believe her? Or would you stay in a relationship believing that, you know, I know, I know what's best for me. So mm -hmm. everybody is living from their own perspective. So it can't just be on your word. I think that the, the reality is that a lot of our relationships are what teach us a lot of the skills that we use in our life. Right. Or, and so, <laughs> yeah, or don't use. So hopefully and in, in an ideal world, if this continues, your sister would get to a point and know that there, there's an openness in your relationship with her that she can come to you mm -hmm. and problem solve this on her own and sort yeah. of, you know, and be yeah. uh, intentional with getting out of this relationship. Yeah. Um, but whatever she's in right now, there's something she's working through 
yeah. that if you, even in an ideal world where you could pluck her out of it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, she might just keep going back into relationships exactly, exactly like this exactly. because she hasn't kind of gotten sick on the poison yet. Exactly. So, um, which is yeah. really, it's really hard. It's so hard to watch someone that you yeah, love it is. throw it themselves really is. into something. It's not, and, it's not fun. And so, so embracing and supporting her journey doesn't mean that you support the relationship. Mm-hmm. It just means I'm for you. So whatever that, that looks like, if I end up ended up being right about it, it doesn't matter. That's not what it's, it's about. If in the end you were right about it, still just support the fact that she was able to, to see that she deserved better. Mm-hmm. You know, and if it gets, get to, into and the, if it gets yeah. to a point where it's life or death, um, I mean, I, all I can do is hope that your sister reaches out enough for you to, yeah. to help. Yeah. You know? But right. You know, there's nothing but right that you now. can do. Yeah. There's nothing that you can do. Um, and I think that sometimes we get so caught up in our own feelings about how we feel and about someone else's situation that we care about. And we th- think that we, that gives us the, uh, the right and the privilege to do something about it. It doesn't, you have no privilege over your sister's life Yeah. at all. Your only job is to love her. That's it. Yeah. But I mean, she's doing dumb shit. (laughs) Yeah. Listen, I feel for you. I feel for you because it is not an easy place to be. Mm And it's a place that a lot of people end up because I feel like there's a lot of abuse that happens and a lot of, uh, sort of toxic back and forth. And, because, uh, and, and let, me, let me also point out, there have been times where people have thought that I was in to- a toxic relationship mm-hmm. and have pulled me up on it. And it's, essentially they were the ones that were toxic. They were just jealous. Mm. So, you know, it, it, everybody has their own perspectives of what's happening. Mm-hmm. And your, per- your perspective is yours, but it's not king. What if you're wrong? Just, I mean, just hypothetically speaking, what if you're actually wrong? Yeah. I mean, what if this is potentially something that they're, they work through? They're growing. That, that they right. grow into the people that they are. I mean, right. everyone here is relatively young. Yeah. You're 23, she's 26, he's 29. Yeah. It's still, there's still a lot of life and a lot right. in relationships. And so right. I think what Michelle said is great of telling your sister, I don't like the way he speaks to you. Mm-hmm. I love you and I'm here for you. Mm-hmm. That's it. And that's it. And then just try to let it go as much as you can. Um, and don't get so wrapped up into it that you're physically having such a reaction to it, which is again, harder, yeah, easier said than done. Life. Go build your life. Um, but yeah, fo- you got to focus on your stuff so that again, if this did get to a place and your sister needed help, you might not even be in a position to help her in the ways that you can, if you don't start focusing on what you're doing. And even when you, this is what I know too, is that when my friends or my family or whatever, tell me about something that's happened in their life, like a situation with a, like a family member or like a boyfriend or whatever. And they're like, this is really fucked up. I listened to the story from a neutral place. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. dang. Okay, so X y, X, y, and Z happened. Oh my gosh, what did you do? Instead of chiming yeah. in like, you know what? That's fucked up because you don't know the whole story. Yeah. So just be inquisitive so that, that's your engagement. Your engagement is more inquisitive, like what happened next? Not so that you can say, well, you should do this. This is what I feel like you should do because then you, you're getting yourself too involved and, what, and when that person doesn't do what you think they should, should do, 
and they go back to the person or they go back or whatever, now you're left with the anger and the frustration. And what does that leave you? Nowhere, because nobody gives a shit about how you feel about the situation. Yeah. So understand that when your family and your friends come to you to talk about something, that's it. It's just to talk. Don't engage as in as an emotional barrier of well, you can always come to me. We'll figure this out together. Don't do that. Don't do that. Not unless your sister is coming to you and it's a life or death situation. And God forbid that doesn't even happen. We don't even get there. Yeah, yeah. that's the only time that you. Interview. That's the worst. That's worst case scenario. It's like yeah, when it's to the, when it's to the scenario. point where she's going. It's not going to end in any kind of way. That's her leaving, and right. there's like physical, actual danger of her death. Then, right. then maybe fake, take a few liberties with uh, right. getting her out of there. Right, and and there's even a barrier and a and a and a boundary in that as well because you know you can't make someone sober. That's true. You can only, you can can provide resources, you can be there, but yeah, yeah, no, it's true. So there's a lot of things to think about. So good luck with that. And I hope hopefully that you can just focus on yourself and enjoy your life. Have fun, bitch. Do better, be better, we dare you.